All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dosecchi's, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Okay, established in 1938, handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports brand. All right. And you can pick up your Stoli Vodka products uh, from Specs. Specs near you. And there's a lot of them near you. Also, uh, Fred, you can call back. I know you had uh, you want to talk MVP uh, talk, so feel free if you want to to call back. Um, if we can still talk about it. I know we're on the EMA thing, but what else you got, Jonas? On the topic of the MVP, real quick, as we reach out to Fred, um, Smokestacks on Twitter. Wanted to go back to your, your conversation earlier about the MVP, Otani, and uh, Judge. Mm. said, Judge has broken no records. Otani's got two jobs and a side hustle. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. Good tweets, most snacks. I just feel that. And again, I'm not going to be outraged if Judge wins it. I mean, it looks like he's going to win it. I'm just saying that I think people are sleeping on... It's not the fact they're sleeping on it, but I just think people are taking for granted really what he's doing because we've never seen it before. Okay? And then we have a tendency to kind of distance ourselves and not really put it in perspective when we haven't really, we don't relate to that. Like, you know, there's reporters and baseball writers, the Tim Kirchens of the world and all those guys, they're not covering a guy a season like this. Well, they've all covered, uh, what do you want to say, you know, Sosa versus McGuire, Barry Bonds hitting on the Virgin 70, you know, over 70 home runs. I mean, so that's why I'm just saying. But nice tweet, though. All right. Before we go on, um, let me see. What else? We got uh, some Facebook Live before we go to the phones. Let me see. What was he said about the spur? What is? Let me see. The one you just passed on. Okay. It says, let's see. Neff's checking in. It says somebody will soup him up this season. Spurs should bring him back. Let him be in the system for one more year and head coach next year for the Spurs. Well, first off, Neff, um, you know, I, I don't know how long the guy has continued to plan on coaching. Speaking of pop, um, I would say the stipulations like, yeah, if you brought me along back, whether he saves that one, maybe get another shot. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's one of those situations to where I think what he showed last year as a coach, um, in his first year, that this is something that I don't know if people will run out to try to get him a second chance if he does. Cause my whole feel, if you're going to suspend him for a year, you might as well fire him or force him to resign. I mean, you're talking about 82 games plus playoff. You're talking about a team that was in NBA Finals. If you're going to suspend him for a year, which I would have to believe it to see it, see it to believe it, because winning still matters, I would have to sit there and you might as well go ahead and fire him or force him to resign. That's my opinion. So if that's the case, kind of what Neff is saying, I don't think that he's going to rush. He's going to be in the position to rush to get a job right away. I don't think you would see him. If he resigned, I don't think you're going to see him surface anywhere in 2022, in my opinion. Maybe I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. What do you got? Why would you put yourself back in the coaching search for one year of suspension? 
What do you mean? If he's going to be suspended for one year, then that would mean that he's back next season. Why would you fire him or force him to resign? Because I believe, first of all, you're screwing up with momentum, and there's going to be some guys out of that 12 guys that got a problem with you suspending him for a year. There's some guys, those are some players on that team that had no idea this policy existed even in their organization. So if you go a whole year without him, you might as well look at basically trying to replace him because, again, when he comes back, if it's a whole year, this is just going to be one of those where he plays at. This is just going to continue to be one of these distractions even when he comes back. I just feel like you might as well. It's just that's why I say if you're going, I don't think they will suspend him for a year. They might. But if you do that, you might as well just turn the page because I think it's ridiculous to spend him a year anyway for over this. I don't give a damn so, what the policy so is. So if it's ridiculous to suspend him for a year. It's got to be more ridiculous to fire him to, to, to really. fire him or, or because Not because really. that really takes because now you're talking about okay uh, if the player if players on your roster now could look for forward to him being back in the 2023 2024 season if he were just suspended for a full season but if you outright change the coaching staff the head coach and you, you replace him. You, now you've now you've got players that that we, like we talk about at the college level. I want to play. I want to play for Ime. Uh, that's a championship caliber coach. Right now, as it sits right now, as, as it's breaking news, the Boston Celtics. If you were to go to a sports book, are still at the, at the, the favorite odds to win a title at plus five fifty because ain't no suspension been handed yet. I understand, yet. but and, and so that's what I'm saying. Before this, Boston Celtics with Ime Yudoka as head coach and the roster as is is the favorite to win the title. That, this that's year. why I think it's ridiculous that they suspend him for a year for everything you're saying. But I'm saying if you're gonna do that, evidently there's something you're you're, you're trying to really make an example out of him for some reason, regardless of the policy. Now, if the policy say, hey, if you do this, you are going to be. We have the right to suspend you for a year, and if he signed that, okay. But if it's a situation where you just broke policy and we get to sit back and take votes on the board and what we want to do with Adoka, do we want to suspend him for a week? Do we just want to find him or do we want him to spend it for the whole season? That's kind of what I'm saying, that if it's if it plays out like that, where it's not black and white on where you get suspended, if you're caught having an inappropriate relationship with a coworker or a staff member in Boston and it's more just you can't do that. But if you do that, then we're going to be subject to reprimand and, and, and punishment. If you're going to really kick it back around, and because I'm telling you, they've been trying, this has been going on in my opinion for this, at least this whole summer, if not some, some part of last season. They just, somebody had it in for him that leaked this out. For all we know, we might have not ever had, and it's almost in a position now since they leaked it out, Boston is in a situation where they got to do something to him. Because in the time that we live in where everybody's, either offended or everybody's complaining about something, then I tell you, if they don't just find him and suspend him, there will be a woman's activist group that's for women against adultery or something like that. I just made that up. If the guy can tell me there's a sleep association, the guy with the Mr. Pillow sleep guy, which I've never heard about no damn sleep association until he said it, I can, t I can make up and say that there's a, probably a woman out there that has a group, women against adultery, that has been cheated on. They'll be protesting at the TD Garden. So they might was just going to handle this internally and say, hey, man, you know you messed up, but you know what? We're plus 550. We're favored to come out of this East. We're going to find you, but let's stop it. But now that somebody had it in for, oh, okay, well, hey, you know he's doing this. This is whatever. What? Leaks out a story because who his wife is. Next thing you, Boston's sitting there saying, hey, because whoever leaked it in probably say, hey, do you know they have a policy that you're not supposed to have these relationships? Oh, really? Now they got to react. So. This is what this 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 is I what I say. Overreaction anyway, to fire him. I think it's an overreaction to suspend him for a year. He's, he's got to take his I medicine think, for breaking think, for breaking I team think, policy. You know what? Whether Let, whether it's written down in the law as a year or not, he 
take your medicine, take your punishment, come back in a year. The Celtics would set themselves too far back because who would they replace Ime Yudoka with? So coach. if they take assistant coach of staff and make his intern, and he don't coach exactly like a Yudoka, but he has his own thing. Now you're going 82 games. You're getting Boston to change, getting a little bit different on how they coach. No, you're coming right, but you're coming right back in 2023, right. 2024 with Yudoka and picking back where you left Let's off. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Roof. Roof, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 uh, in San Antonio, 1300 zone in Austin and up in Waco, Fox Sports, South Central Texas. What's going on? Hey, Calvin. Let me tell you, I'm spot on with you, brother. Let's put it in perspective here, okay? The man didn't commit a crime, did he? Pretty much, no. And he didn't commit a crime, so hold on. Let me give my spiel. I might be right or wrong, but I'll get your feedback on it. Look, since the beginning of time, lust has brought down civilizations, caused nations to go to war. This man is a basketball coach. Are we winning games? Are we heading in the right direction? Whether his marriage is in trouble, whatever caused him to do what he did has nothing to do with what he was hired for. The policy is made by the organization. They can review the policy. They can adjust the policy. They can do whatever the hell they want. When you put it in perspective, it's not a big deal. What I'm thinking about, and I've traveled to Europe, and I'm not a big traveler, but I've been around. I can just imagine sports pages in Germany and Italy, and they're probably saying, huh, stupid Americans, at it again. They threw meat in the lion's cage, and here we are talking about this. And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Roof. Nice phone call. I agree. I mean, I know most married women and married men or most people out there don't want to hear that. But I, I mean, it's true. It's not a big deal. I mean, but at the end of the day, policies are policies. OK, but policies is always I mean, who follows direct policies in general. OK, we just had a sitting president that wanted to take a couple of boxes out and take them fly them out to Florida. It, it, look, there's there there is a minimum. Not a double down. Not a double down, but there is a minimum of undertone to this. Just going to leave it at that. It's where he plays. Like I said, Casey Jones, rest his soul. He's had his own. And, and bottom line, they're golden boy. They've got this policy, but they're golden boy. Oh, uh, number 33, Larry Bird, you know, the guy that still has his jersey for everybody shows up. If I'm not mistaken, I think old Larry had some kids out of wedlock. The relationship is not the problem. Here. No, I think it is a problem because at the end of the day, immorally, it's wrong and it's inappropriate. And the moral, the optics, I'm going to use one of your words you use. The optics of this is why they have the policy in place. Because due to the fact that the optics is that they feel that they don't want any type of scandal or they don't want anything. Like if this lady is player development or let's say this lady's a GM. Let's say this lady ends up being a GM as we know it's not, but like, cause we know who that is, but let's just see hypothetically this lady was a GM and a doke is a coach and you're having intimate relationships. Well, hell yeah, that affects decision-making. So, so I just feel that my point about the Larry Bird thing is that evidently Boston has, but I don't believe that this is uniformed across the NBA. I don't. 
Because, again, what is the difference between Phil Jackson and Jenny Buss when he was the head coach of the Lakers than what this, whoever this woman is? Did, they, did, did Phil Jackson and Jenny Buss disclose their relationship to HR? Okay, so let me ask you this, Jonas. If you're, gonna, you're a technical letter by the law type of cat. So yes, do you, you keep going back to this. So let me ask you, you think that if he went to them, if he could, if he wasn't a married man, he went to him and say, hey, I just want to let y'all know I've got a relationship, this and this. Are they going to say, hey, you know what? We got to apologize, but due to the fact you came to HR, you okay? Because you're making, when you say that, it comes across to me that you're saying, look, the only reason why he didn't get, he's getting suspended or maybe suspended here because he didn't go to HR. Yes, Be- because, because the, the company could care less whether you're married or not, which it is worth pointing out. Ime Yudoka is not married. They're engaged. No ring on it. So well, there, there's married. a ring, but it, it's they're... not the ring. Okay, so how, okay. Damn, how long have they been engaged? I don't know, but the New York Post saying they're engaged. Okay, so even if they were married, the Celtics could care less if he's cheating on his wife. Does the optics look good? No, but you're, you're, that's your relationship. What you want to do in your relationship, you can do with your relationship. The problem is, like you're talking about, positions within the organization. And it just goes back to, again, the workplace. Clearing it through HR because favoritism can come in play. It, 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 because uh, you know promotions or extra responsibilities could be given that gives this person an opportunity up. I spent years working in restaurants through college. Okay, you can't date your manager. You can date another server. You can date a, date a, date the you know uh, uh you know the grill line and stuff. Everybody in the back end can 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 you know go for it. But if you're gonna date your supervisor, you have to disclose that. Uh, even even if it's a standard relationship that's going further. Well, in my opinion, I don't think it saved them. Even if you went to HR, I think whoever leaked it once it's out there, they got to react to it. So they have to. So I don't think that changed too much of it. Uh, 1-800-707-9760. Okay, so, yeah, so uh, Marquise Henderson checking in. said, just found out him and Neil Long were not married. I didn't know that. I thought that they were married. I know they've been together for a while. Uh, that don't shock me, though, because, man, brothers in our community, man, we will stay engaged for, like, eight years. That's the reason why it's like usually if you ask somebody to marry, and you know me, there's no need to send out dates to weddings. We in, in our community, we stay engaged for a long time, man. They've it's been just together for twelve uh, for yeah. twelve years, and they have a son together, but yeah. they're not married. Could have fooled me. He must be doing something right, because I guarantee you, there's about there's guys that got publicists, there's guys that got connections that are connected to Neil Long. It's going to be about 24, 48 hours, even before they can try to reconcile this or whatever, they're going to be shooting shots from half court for Neil Long. I can tell you that right now. So, I mean, that's just what I did not have no idea that they weren't married. I thought they were married. But um, I think it just could be, but it should just be between those two. I just think, and I do think the only benefit of the doubt that I'll give Boston, the organization, is I feel like they were really trying to, because of the success he had, they were really trying to handle this internally. But somebody had diarrhea of the mouth and leaked this. They had it in to get get it in with them. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones real quick. I know he's been holding. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760, 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Texas in Waco. What's going on? I'm doing good. Hey, do y'all think do y'all think that uh, the Cowboys are trying to rush Dak back, even though Justin, I mean, just, even if Cooper Rush does win some more games, you think they should keep him out long, Dak longer so that way he can heal completely? Um, all right. Thanks for the phone call, Brandon. Um, 
You know, I don't know. That whole situation, I'm just going to take it a week-by-week basis. I think it makes no sense to really rush Dak back. I really don't. That's my philosophy when you have a lot of money tied up into these quarterbacks and they're still very young and Dak is still very young. There's no need to go ahead and, uh, in my opinion, to rush him back. That's why one of the things I had on the docket is like, yo, what's the update on Justin out in the charges? Like, why is it, you know, I saw uh, Staley do the interview or post game at the practice. Oh, well, he's doing better. Why are the Chargers even considering putting him out there this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jacksonville Jaguars, their defensive front in two games have bought pressure on the two people they played. And the Chargers, their, their uh, Chargers offensive line ain't one of the best ones. They ain't Cincinnati. They ain't the Colts pass protection through two games. They ain't the Cowboys, maybe. But they're, they're, But I don't know why in the world would you even be considering playing Justin this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That one has gone under the radar. He's probably only listed as questionable. He should damn near be doubtful. That is the future. That's the future. So what if you go down to Jacksonville? I mean, the, the line right now is seven points on that game. I, it'll it, at the most it'll go up seven and a half, but it'll dip real quick if they announce that he's not playing, you know. Um. So that's how I feel about that. So to answer your question, I have no. It's just going to depend on how the team responds. I think if Cooper continues to win, I think there's a. I don't know how I'm picking that game yet, but I think there's a good chance that they could go in and handle Giants their first loss because until I see one of these NFC East teams actually beat Dallas. I know I picked Philly to win the division, but again, you know, Dallas has run the NFC East division in regards to head-to-head competition, even though they haven't won it two years in a row. No one has. But I just think it depends on how the success. I think there's no reason if 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 he's doing if Rush is doing good, there's no need to rush him back. And I think all the reports and everything has been rushing and pushing and putting now he's only could be out two weeks. You know, just slow around, slow down, pump the brakes. Listen to the sports crime. Presented by Dosekis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the sports crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the sports grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Barlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. Specs has been established since 1962. They're a four time national retailer of the year. Also, let you know whether you're watching the game or soaking up all the last rays of the summer sun. And we've got them here in Texas with temperatures close to 100 still in September. Specs got you covered, though, with lower prices on the Texas largest selection. That is Specs, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, we're going to get to Rocky and Max here shortly, but I wanted to kind of go ahead and touch on this game tonight in the AFC North um, because it gets kicked off week three tonight. And gosh, I forgot this is Amazon again. Um, they've got to fix something on that delay, though. They, I mean, they've got to, it, to me, that rewinding stuff, whatever. But that's my man Jeff. I'm going to give him a pass. And also, shockingly, he's rumored to be interested in the Suns and the Mercury, especially, well, I heard the Phoenix Suns, but obviously you're going to get two for the price of one. But the Phoenix Suns, I'm telling you, man, these billionaires that are on his level, that like, that's in, the, I would say those billionaires that are in the top five or ten of the world, like, there's only so much you, you get tired of outdoing the other guy with the size of your yacht. Pause. Hey man, I just bought a 51. You know, when Jerry bought that other, you know, big yacht years ago, that made new the parties. Oh, I went to that party. The thing that's an exclusive club that has the billionaires salivating at the mouth because it's an exclusive club is to become a professional sports owner. Look at this. The Walmart family jumped in the game. I mean, it started with, again, my guy, uh, Steve Ballman, Microsoft. He jumped in. That's the end thing now is to own because you've got people that got the teams together, the assets, the money, but they just don't meet the qualification. They don't vote them in. Okay, so that doesn't shock me that his name pops up at the top of the list for the Phoenix Suns. But anyway, back to the night. The Cleveland Browns at home hosting the division rivals, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Cleveland is catching four at home. Small lean, not nothing official to the foundation picks. We got to bounce back this week, went two and four. Uh, it's very unacceptable. Uh, but uh, definitely a small lean. I would definitely roll with the Steelers and, and, and the points now. Now, I feel more comfortable about that under. 
but definitely a small lien, especially if you can get uh, that up to about six. I mean, you can buy it up to six. But in regards to the game, really, it matters. What I'm looking for is, again, Mitchell Trubisky. And I think the offense and the offensive coordinator and Mike Tomlin, I think that they've got to do a better job in putting some trust in him and allowing him to make some plays. I will tell you right now, if you're out in the fantasy world, there's a good chance that you could see. I don't. I know he's projected low because I've got him on one of my squads. But the whole talk has been they've got to get Pickens involved. I mean, he had a lot of buzz in the preseason. Um, he's a guy that can go down the field. They haven't targeted him enough. They haven't put him in the game. Uh, game plan, I should say. Not the game, the game plan. That's what I'm looking for for him to probably go off tonight. I think they're going to make a conscious effort to try to get him involved. They need to. Uh, it's obviously that Najee's not 100% because he's got the foot issue. Um, this is really going to be about defense. I mean, T.J. Watt, this defense is different without T.J. Watt. I mean, T.J. Watt is on the caliber. If you take him away, the defense is going to look different. And Indy, with no Shaq Leonard, whatever he's calling himself, that defense is different. You take Michael Parsons away from the Dallas Cowboys, that defense is different. And I'm still, where is, because I, I try to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Say, hey, man, he looks in shape. He's been doing his thing. Where the hell is DeMarcus Lawrence still? I mean, I'm, this ain't his cowboy segment, but I, it just crossed my mind when I said Michael Parker. De DeMarcus Lawrence is still out there on a milk carton. He's still out there. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard his name. I've heard Micah, 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 and all this stuff. In the, and Cooper. I, haven't, I haven't heard DeMarcus Lawrence's name mentioned hardly at all. But back to the Knights game. This is a big one. Consider no one won in the AFC North last week. I think the, you know, the Cleveland Browns blew their opportunity to go undefeated for the first time since 1993. I mean, 2-0 again, not undefeated, but start the first two weeks undefeated since 1990. They blew that. So what is – and the other person I said in the first hour, Joe Woods is under the microscope. I think if you have another bad performance tonight by the secondary, let's say this is the game Mitch goes crazy, get 300 yards tonight. Runs one, Pickens gets going, and let's say they beat Cleveland by 10 or 14. And the defense is just getting gassed. Joe Woods could be on the chopping block, you know, probably as soon as before we even get to Sunday or Monday. And I won't be running to his defense. Okay. That one brother, I won't be. I'll be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. You, you aren't good. You don't know anything except zone. Okay. He's, it's like Joe Woods sleeps zone coverages. Like when he wakes up, he sees zone. When he drives through a school zone, he says, wait a minute. I've got another. Zone. Yeah, I've got another thing. Yeah, that's Joe Woods, man. So how does Cleveland respond? You heard Chubb take it on his shoulder like, hey, man, you know, I probably. But Chubb had one foot in and one foot out. One, he was trying to take it. Yeah, man, you know what? I probably. But he didn't want to put that whole loss because I've never heard a play. It's like, hey, well, you know what? It didn't really come down to that play. But maybe I should have just not scored. Chubb's like, man, the hell with y'all, man. I, I mean, hell, but no. It's a two-touchdown we'll lead. It was okay. What was okay? Two-touchdown lead. Yeah, but it's called situational football. I get that, but. Well, no, I don't know if you get it. You're a Cleveland fan, so I don't know. I mean, y'all really don't know nothing about situational football. But I just think that situational football. Yeah, hey, man, I'm sorry, Jonas. I mean, look. I hard. know about situational well, what, football. Well, you might know, but I'm talking about your team. I'm talking about that. That's not pre situational football. First of all, again, didn't want to get into it, but. I put a little bit of responsibility on the head coach because, again, if you told them in the past that, hey, man, we don't need to score here, just get out of bounds or, you know, don't get out of bounds, don't do that, don't score, take a knee or whatever, 
Stefanski didn't relay this. Probably thinking you got a veteran player like Chubb and he kind of knows the situation, but you can never. And that's on Jacoby Brissett too. But you can never take it. You can't take it in consideration. If you know that team is not really having any timeouts left, all we got to do is kneel on it. Anything can happen in the National Football League. It's not over to the clock says triple zeros. That's just the reality of it is. Pittsburgh. Um, and this is some kind of, uh, in the last few years, this has kind of got even more heated between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, right? I mean, you can go back to the whole uh, Miles Garrett situation with uh, Mason Rudolph. And also, speaking of that, I don't think, I think Clowney's out tonight, right? He is out. Yeah, he got hurt uh, last Sunday in that game. Ankle, so, I believe. Yeah, so he's out. You know, so how are they going to respond? But I'm really wanting to see how Mitch busy because the, the pressure is going to mount up. And I know Tomlin, there's reports saying Tomlin wanted to stick with Mitch the whole year. But there's reports out there that, of course, when you got the fans saying pick it, pick it, everybody loves the backup quarterback, and he's the future. He looked good in preseason. I mean, it was a hell of a battle. If they don't have a good performance tonight offensively, speaking of Pittsburgh, and I think with the winds hollering at about over 30 miles an hour, this is going to be a defensive battle. With these two quarterbacks that are not known for lighting up the scoreboard, this is going to be probably a two, three car, uh, clouds, yards in a cloud of dust type of game. Could be wrong. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Rocky. Rocky on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Austin and South Central Fox, uh, Texas and Waco. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, yeah, no, I wanted to go ahead and just call inside with Jonas on this one. He definitely, uh, Udoka had to put this up in front of HR and uh, let them know first off. And then if he got the uh, some sort of anonymous source or whatever the case may be, then there would be some sort of investigation. Um, and then the investigation would have to prove, hey, there's no type of favoritism going on. And then if there is some sort of hint of favoritism, then they, then Udoka would be, he'd have to basically uh, find that burden, provide that burden of proof to show if there is or is not any type of favoritism. The only reason I know this is I've, I've worked in major corporations that have to go through this, these types of scenarios. So just kind of throw that out to you guys. And, um, Rocky, let me ask you to, something real quick. Do you, do, do, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but do you think it's warrant a year suspension? Do you think that's too harsh or you think that's fair enough, even if it's policy? Yeah, no, I, I, if it's policy, I think they have the, the, uh, the team has the right to kind of go away from that, maybe half a season or not, but, I think the the whole year, I think it's, I think if he would have disclosed it, it would have been less, but I think they're going to stick with that year. I think that's what they're going to do. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Rocky. Thanks for the phone call. And if they stick to the year, I'll tell you right now, it's going to affect some guys in that locker room and they won't be sniffing the Eastern Conference Finals again. I won't go there. I think the way the East is, I think they probably would still be a good enough a team to qualify for one of these eight spots but they won't be going back to the finals. I'll tell you that. I don't care. I don't care if it's an assistant that was on the bench with the Doka because there are going to be some players on that team that policy's policy, but they're going to be they're going to be bothered by this. And especially this is coming down a week before camp. I think this was leaked very much the timing of this because I'm promise you I will bet you a dollar to a donut that it's one of those situations that they've been really dealing with this maybe since last season or in the summer. 
And now they forced their hand because it came public to implement implement and exercise some of their rights under this quote unquote policy, because now the public eye has information on it. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. OK, so tonight we'll see how it goes um, with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, again, that's going to be on the Amazon Prime. I'll see how week two experience is doing that. Um, you have any, do you know, but real on a side note, have you, uh, you have any interest of seeing that, you know, they have that Dahmer movie coming out on Netflix. That's a complete side note. Yeah. That was just totally out of left field. I told you a curveball at the minute. Uh, live time. But no, you don't no. have no interest in that. You know about that story, right? I, I I know about Jeffrey Dahmer and, yeah. and you know because he's the guy that eats people, you know, ate people, and um. But I have a just like I don't retweet fights at at sporting events, even uh-huh. if it's news, even if it's trending. I don't because I don't I, I don't feel like the the people fighting deserve the attention over you know the actual game and what happened on the field and things uh-huh. like that. Just like you know sports uh, broadcasts pan away from people who are attempting to streak on the field or. Right. Glue themselves to the basketball court. I don't get this whole fascination, um, and I know it's not a it's not a fresh take, but I don't get the whole fascination with with killers and and giving them the the spotlight because well, I mean, what what we tend to lose is the victims. You know, when you go through a school shooting or when you go through a, you know public shooting or whatever, or, you know, even in crime cases, uh, serial killers, we we tend to forget the victims because it's just like well, I don't want to. What's what's in the mind of the killer? I don't want to get in the mind of a killer. I care less. So well, no. I, yeah, I will. You went kind of linked in the answer there, but you kind of put stuff in perspective. I understand that, but there are people that are obsessed with that. It's, I mean, we all like train wrecks and there's people that these serial killers or people whether jeffrey's in the 90s but whether you go back to bundy and all that people are obsessed with it I'm, I, I live with somebody like that in ac she's obsessed with that stuff from richard ramirez to all I, there's she's seen more documentaries and read more books on serious killers and i even sometimes looked it took me years to get used to that because i used to be fearful a little bit and i used to tell her like look let me tell you something i will tell i've told people close to me about some, if anything ever happens to my black ass, if you got a crazy side of you, I don't know, because that's that's kind of weird for me. I told, her, I said, hey man, you you kind of like this stuff a little too much, all right. So I just told thousands of people across, because so some avenue, but first, check over here. All of a sudden, they used to disappear. We don't know. But anyway, yeah, she's obsessed with that. The reason why I asked you because it, it, I think it came on last night. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but of course I lived through that. But it's crazy. But it tells you, man, the reason why they do this because I know part of this, like, why you glorify these people? I mean, they kill people. But again, there's America has an appetite for that stuff. But um, real quick, what do you got? Well, really quick on because I do enjoy true crime, and I don't know if you, but but from the investigative standpoint, right? Especially when you're trying to prove innocence. And things like that. Did you catch a couple years ago this, the podcast Serial? It was trending. It's a big. Pod- it, no. It's a podcast. It was called Serial, and there was okay. uh, it was an NP. I believe NPR product, and the the host do, you know was providing a di- deep diving and research and trying to uh, say that there's this guy in prison and wrongfully uh, you know imprisoned for you know they they found him guilty. It wasn't him. He's adamant it wasn't him. And this podcast really goes to lengths to try to help this tell this person's story and why it wasn't him. He was released after 22 years in prison mm. because uh, they found that he was uh, not guilty. Wow. Um, yeah. So he finally got out of prison all these years later, and that—that's the true crime I can get—I can get right. behind, you know, because it's uh, you know the investigative story side. About you're, you're messing up. Uh, it was uh, the the 
person who's been released. His name is Adnan Saeed. Yeah. Um, but on the podcast serial, it's still a good listen if you want to go back and listen to it. But okay, all right, that's well, yeah. the true crime I'm down for, not Dahmer and not getting the, uh, in the mind of a killer and all that jazz. No. I got you. Forty eight hours. I'm about forty eight hours. Yeah. Okay. All Interesting right. stuff. Well, back to the sports world here, real quick, um, <laughs> as we finish up the show here on a Thursday. Um, just a couple of the people checking in with me sent me some messages on topics earlier. Shelby T. James, hey, Big Cal, Target is going to start paying these kids $24 an hour. Shaking my hand. I mean, there's people in this kind of got degrees in college, about 100000 in debt, and they ain't getting paid $24 an hour coming out. I mean, I, I get it, man. Every cost of cars, cost of homes and everything go up and we need there needs to be wages that match the cost of living. I got it. But twenty four dollars an hour. I, I you know, I don't shop at Target that much, but I've been there. I, I can't think of any position in there. Not overnight stalkers, not anybody. Twenty four an hour. It's this is a cycle we're going to. I think it's going to come back and even its way out or whatever. But it's just right now we're in a this is this is just really just ass backwards to a certain extent in regards to how the disparity is and the way things are doing. And again, the consumer and everybody else feels that, you know, that's just the way we're in. But um, college tomorrow, we'll definitely be looking into that Baylor Iowa State game. I want to see how the kids react with the whole Campbell news with Iowa State, maybe taking that Nebraska job. We'll be looking at that. Definitely Texas A&M and Arkansas in Jerry's world. This game has always been a back and forth game. Um, you know, I really feel that Texas A&M I'll look inside the matchups and we'll talk about it tomorrow, but I really think Texas A&M needs this one. And again, UT the Longhorns. Uh, they're going down to the Dust Bowl in Lubbock, you know, Texas Tech. I haven't seen Texas Tech play. Last time I checked, I think the Longhorns were six-and-a-half-point favorites, which is not that much for a team that, you know, that's on the road that really much came down to a last possession, and most people think a bad call in regards to the Alabama uh, game, but maybe struggled a couple quarters with UT, SA last week. But they're catching – they're getting – they are favorite going on the Tech, so we definitely will look and take a gander at that game. And there's a couple more on the board uh, that I wanted to stay in tune um, with. I know we've got Tennessee and Miami. I mean, both of those teams are still ranked. Uh, Tennessee looks like maybe they're trying to turn the corner uh, in the SEC and be a competitive, uh, you know, force. They went through some coaches changes uh, quite a bit over the last few years. So we'll look into that as well. Um, also, what else? Um, NFL, of course, we'll get into matchups. NFL, the game of the week. We'll be talking about that. Miami um, versus Buffalo. You know, Buffalo is a six point favorite uh, going into that game on the road. Uh, we'll talk about that. How does Baltimore bounce back after giving up that blown lead? You know, they go to New England. You know, how does this quote-unquote struggling offense that maybe got going last week against Pittsburgh, how do they match it? Can they take advantage of Baltimore? Or we find out is Miami's offense just that damn good? Because I'll tell you one thing. They go ahead and get Buffalo this week, and they protect home uh, home front on South Beach. They're going to have They're going to have a buzz next week. They're going to have a buzz because that means they'll be sitting up top, the AFC East, where Buffalo 
was heavily favorites for this whole offseason to win that division, let alone the Super Bowl, the AFC title and the Super Bowl, really. But that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow.